Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Laud Him, all you peoples. For His merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. That's the 117th Psalm, and that's just ahead today from the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you've decided to listen to our program today. In a world of challenges, we need God's Word to help us face those challenges. Thank you for joining us in this period of Bible study with our speaker, Jeff Archie, of International Gospel Hour, a broadcast of the Churches of Christ. Let's listen now. Here's Jeff. Well, greetings to each and every one of you. Thank you for being with us today for our broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. We've been on the air or online since 1934, friends, and we're grateful you help us to remain online and over the air that we may proclaim the simple truths of the gospel. We appreciate the kind words from our Jay Webb, and you'll hear from Jay throughout our broadcast as he will bring to you some things that will help you in your work, all of the things that we offer here absolutely free. We hope it will help you in your work and your study of the things that be of God. It is an honor and a blessing to have you, our listeners, who desire to pursue truth and to know the said truth as noted from John eight thirty one and 32. As Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Once again, we turn to the 117th Psalm. Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Laud him, all you peoples. For his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. This psalm was used for the opening and closing of temple worship. It is the shortest psalm or chapter of the Bible. It is also the middle psalm or the chapter of the Bible. Now, as we think about this, being in the center, the center of it all, all power, all glory, and all that we are stems from the Almighty God, the Father above. And although this psalm is short in length, is is long, it is rather, shall I say, long in depth and knowledge. And this is our study today. Psalm 117, short psalm, long meaning. I'll be back in about 30 seconds. Hello, friends. Miss a broadcast of Are You Listening? You can find previous broadcasts at our website, internationalgospelhour.com, and we are on several podcast platforms. Maybe we are on your favorite podcast site. Just search for International Gospel Hour and you can find previous broadcasts. They are always there 24-7 for you to listen or even to download. And now, let's continue our study. Dear friends, there are a number of wonderful teachings within this short two-verse or two-stanza of Psalm 117. Let's notice these things together. Please see, first of all, the praise that is due God. The word praise is mentioned as we begin the psalm and as the psalm ends, the beginning and the end. And you know, God is praiseworthy because of who He is, the great I Am. 
Oh, let us recall the words of Moses in Exodus three thirteen and 14, when Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God is praiseworthy not only because of who He is, but because of what He has done. Think of the words in Isaiah 25, verse 1, O Lord, You are my God. I will exalt You. I will praise Your name, for You have done wonderful things. Isaiah the prophet, declaring unto the people what God had done for them. We go to the book of Revelation, chapter 4, verse 11, Worthy are you, O Lord our God, and receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. What he has done, his creation, what he has given us. In Revelation 5 and verse 9, And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood your ransomed people for God from every tribe, and language, and people, and nations. Oh, what God has done for us is why He should be praised. From this short psalm, we see the praise that is due God. But second, building on this, please see that God is sovereign and above all. Three times the word Lord is used. In Proverbs 18.10, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe the power within His name, the Lord. When we look at the word Lord, or Yahweh, He who is, referring back to Exodus 3, 13 and 14, it's interesting that for fear of blasphemy, the Jews stopped pronouncing it and would substitute the word Adonai, or our Lord. But Yahweh is often compounded in other ways. For example, As we face our needs, the Lord is Yahweh Jireh, the Lord who provides. As we are wounded, the Lord is Yahweh Rophe, the Lord who heals, Psalm 103, verse 3. In the midst of our weakness, Yahweh Sabaoth, or the Lord of hosts. He is Yahweh Shalom, the Lord of peace. He is Yahweh Rohi, the Lord my shepherd, Psalm 23, 1. He is Yahweh Shammah, the Lord who is there. These descriptions or these definitions of Yahweh tell us of the context of how powerful our Lord is, that He is sovereign and above all. Therefore, when we praise the Lord, we are praising the One above all and grasp all that He brings forth. Let's talk next about, from this short psalm, the impartiality of God. You know, the psalmist wrote here in verse 1, O praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Earlier translations would say all nations, meaning not only the Jew of old would praise God, but all nations are called to come and praise God. Dear friends, God does not care if one is Jewish, Gentile, male, female, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, a Scythian, a slave, or a free person. Yes, I'm speaking there from Galatians 3 and verse 28, affirmed in Colossians 1 and verse 11, that it does not matter who we are, 
that everyone, regardless of nationality, can come to God in obedience to God's will. Think about every nation on the day of Pentecost that came and assembled, the Jews, the proselytes, those that desired to know more of God. We learn later in Acts chapter 10, 34 and 35, the understanding of Peter, which turned out to be quite powerful. When Peter is standing there in the house of Cornelius, a Gentile, he opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. Or, as we would note in older translations, God shows no partiality or does not show a spirit of partiality, and in Him there is no partiality, that God is no respecter of persons. In John 3 and verse 16, For God so loved the world, that involves everyone, dear friends. God so loved the world, the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God so loved the world, that included everyone. Whoever includes everyone. Think of Romans 1, verses 16 and 17. How much more clearer can that be? Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The just shall live by faith. May I submit to you that the whoever in John 3.16 is the everyone in Romans 1 and verse 16. You know, it was the late president, our 16th president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, who said, My concern is not whether God is on our side. My great concern is to be on God's side for God is always right. Dear friends, God is not partial. God is impartial, and He sent His Son for everyone. Never think you have sinned so great that God cannot forgive. Never think that you cannot respond to God. Yes, you can, friends, and God has made that possible. From the 117th Psalm, would you please see the mercy of God? We learn that God's mercy is great, according to 1 Kings 3 and verse 6. It's plentiful, Psalm 86 and verse 5. His mercy is tender, Luke 178, and abundant, 1 Peter 1 verse 3. Throughout the Old Testament, one readily sees the mercy of God on the nation of Israel many times over. When they went after other gods or did not fully follow His word, God's mercy always remained. Moses even reminded the Israelites of this in Deuteronomy 4.31 when he said, For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not leave you or destroy you or forget the covenant with your fathers that He swore to them. Moses reminded them, God will not leave or destroy you or forget the covenant. The remnant always remained, dear friends, because of God's promise. It, were the, it was those that would leave God and follow after other gods or gods that were not the living God, idolatry. It is man that walks away from God. God does not walk away from man. He is impartial. He is given all that he can. 
And from this psalm we are reminded of His great mercy. In James 5 and verse 11, James says, Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Looking at Job, how he remained steadfast, and how the Lord was compassionate and merciful, and to read that entire account of the beauty of Job and his suffering, and all that he questioned and brought forth, yet how God remained to him, he did so to God. And when he realized that he had spoken out of turn or said things he should not, how quick did Job make those things right? Oh, what a wonderful lesson in and of itself. Dear friends, I want to pause right here. I'd like to pause in between our broadcasts for just a little bit to allow the things we've talked about to settle. And we have a few words about our work at International Gospel Hour. So once again, our J-Web. Have you downloaded the International Gospel Hour app for your iPhone or Android? Go to the App Store for iPhones and Google Play for your Android, search International Gospel Hour, and download our app free. Our app allows access to our website, social media, podcast, our YouTube channel, and other resources. Please download the International Gospel Hour app today. It's free. Continuing our thoughts from Psalm 117, please see the kindness of God. Now, we go back to verse 2. We noted His mercy, but now look at verse 2 again, for His merciful kindness is great toward us. Let's think about some passages dealing with the kindness of God. In Isaiah 54, 8, Isaiah the prophet through whom the Lord was speaking, reminding His people that although they would go off into captivity because of their wickedness, that He would not forget them. Listen to these words. With a little wrath I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will have mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Don't you know they were thankful for such? In Romans 5, 7, and 8, where the Bible says, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. His kindness unto man, His love unto man, how that Christ died for us. Through His mercy, His impartiality, He sent God, or sent His Son, God in the flesh, to redeem us, and that we may respond to Him all through His kindness. Oh, to the words of Titus in chapter 3, verses 4 through 7, But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that, having been justified by His grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. All through the kindness of God. Oh, look at that. All through the kindness of God, there's His mercy. There's the washing of regeneration. There is the renewing of the Holy Spirit. There is justification. There is grace. There is being heirs of the hope of eternal life. So much embraced within the kindness of God that came unto man for man to obey Him. 
And in turn, what did he tell the church in the book of Ephesus? I'm sorry, the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 32, to the church at Ephesus. He told those Christians, Be you kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. You be kind one to another. You take the kindness of God that He has shown you, and in turn, you do the same. Let's continue our thoughts here from Psalm 117. Let's see the greatness of God. Back to Psalm 117. His merciful kindness is great. You cannot help but to see the greatness of God. Oh, how God is defined and explained thoroughly through this entire psalm. We note the words of Job in Job 36 and verse 26. Behold, God is great, and we know Him not. Neither can the number of His years be searched out. Job, through all of his suffering and all that he faced, still affirmed, God is great. He is great in power, according to Psalm 66.3. His goodness is great, Psalm 31.19. The greatness of His beauty, declared in Zechariah 9.17. The beauty and the greatness of His kindness, Hebrews, or rather, Nehemiah 9 and verse 7. His mercy is great, Numbers 14.18 and 19. The knowledge of God is great, Psalm 147 and verse 5. All of these passages from the Old Testament that teach us lessons, teach us these things for our learning, as Paul acknowledged in Romans 15.4. The greatness of God, and we know how great He is. You know, occasionally you may hear a little child's voice say in their prayer, God is great. God is good. Let us thank Him for our food. How many children were taught how to pray at the table, giving thanks to God, beginning with those few words, God is great, God is good, let us thank Him for our food. God is great. What a wonderful thing to teach a child as they begin to learn in prayer and learn to pray, God is great. Oh, to instill that in the mind of a child and carry that all through your life. How about the truthfulness of God? That endures. When we go back to Psalm 117, the truth of the Lord endures forever. I am so thankful for God's truthfulness, for God cannot lie, Titus 1 in verse 2, and how truth resides in the Godhead. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Truth resides in the Father, John 10 in verse 30, and John 14 in verse 9. And even within the Holy Spirit, 1 John 5 and verse 7. For the Holy Spirit is a conveyor of truth, bringing forth the truth from the Father through the Son. Truth resides in the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. How God is the only true and living God, John 17 and verse 3, who is opposed to idols, 1 Thessalonians 1 and verse 9. All think of those that turn to God from idols, to serve the living and the true God. wasn't enough to turn to God, but to serve God, to turn. And when we turn from the idols and turn to God and start serving, it moves us further away from that idolatry because God is true. Psalm 31.5, O Lord God of truth, 
He's the source and the foundation of all truth. And after all, we're reminded in John 4:24 that God is spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. It only stands to reason. God always revealed unto man what He expects in His worship unto Him. And God is truth. We should worship in spirit and in truth. How we are so thankful that we can be born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the Word of God which lives and abides forever. 1 Peter 1.23 That is the truth, dear friends. The truth of which we will turn every soul toward the wonderful Word of God through our broadcast here from International Gospel Hour. Dear friends, we want you in a closer walk with the Lord. We want you to be able to take the Bible and the Bible alone and to see the things which you believe and wherein you stand. We do that by a number of Bible study tools that we offer absolutely free and here is our J-Web to tell you about the free online study through the good folks at World Bible School. Our friends at World Bible School have a wonderful online Bible study available, and it is free. That's right, it's free. Please visit worldbibleschool.org and register. You will be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. Please sign up today. That's the free online study at worldbibleschool.org. And now, friends, let's wrap up our study of Psalm 117 as we will see the eternalness of God. How that His Word and the truth of the Lord endures forever. Listen to these texts. Psalm 90 and verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting. Hold that thought. Psalm 103, verse 17. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear Him, and His righteousness unto children's children. Again, that's Psalm 103, 17. Hold to that. Psalm 106, verse 48, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting, and let all the people say, Amen, praise ye the Lord. Everlasting to everlasting, He is eternal. The Father, Son, and the Spirit are eternal. For the Father said in Romans sixteen twenty six, I am, or rather Isaiah 44, 6, I am the first and I am the last, and called in Romans 16:26 the everlasting God. He is eternal. The Son, Jesus, in Revelation 1 and verse 11, Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. The Holy Spirit in Hebrews 9:14, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself, that speaking of Christ. Dear friends, the eternity is there. How beautiful it is to see the eternalness of God forever. Psalm 117. It's a short psalm, but it has a long meaning. Great riches in praising the one true God, the one Lord, one who is all authority, who loves everyone with a merciful kindness that is full of truth and that is great and will be forever. Dear friends, how can one not turn to the Almighty God? In seeing this beautiful psalm, Psalm 117, how can one not turn to the God who is due our praise, who is Lord and above all, 
who is impartial, who embraces everyone to come to Him. Through His mercy, His kindness, His greatness, the truthfulness that tells us what we need to do and the eternity therein. Through His truth, dear friends, we learn that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10:17. That's how we can have the faith in God that is acceptable when we turn to His Word, for without faith it is impossible to please God, Romans 10, verse 17, and Hebrews 11:6. The truth of the beauty of repentance to where we have noted through His mercy and kindness for those to turn unto Him, and He is impartial. Anyone can turn to Him. And the words of our Lord Jesus, Nay, I tell you, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And oh, on the day of Pentecost, how they were thankful to hear the words from Peter's mouth, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. They had been pricked in the heart through the preaching of the gospel that they had crucified the Christ. They wanted to make things right. Confessing our faith in Christ as Jesus commanded in Matthew ten thirty-two and 33, that Philip himself acknowledged that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God, the same confession the eunuch made in Acts 8 in verse 37. And then like the eunuch, those on Pentecost, the Apostle Paul as Saul and others were baptized into Christ for those sins to be forgiven, Acts 22.16, to be raised to walk in a newness of life, Romans 6, 3-6. How thankful that we can do this to the God of whom we praise from beginning until end. Yes, dear friends, this very short psalm has a lot of meaning. I'm indebted for my study of good brothers and friends who have written concerning this and did research on this, and it was a joy to sit down and once again study and look at this psalm by itself. There is so much meat to be partaken of in the Word of God, and may we do that each and every time that we're together. Again, dear friends, we want you to know that you can find us in previous programming at our website, internationalgospelhour.com. You can view our broadcast. We're thankful for every opportunity we have to help you in your study of God's Word, and we'll continue our studies at another time. Thank you for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. To God goes all the glory. And we hope that our study today will draw you closer to His Word to walk in His way. To listen to it again or other broadcasts, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. God be with you.